You are now listening to the Derek's Mega Bowl Podcast. You're two and seven, you'd be in a bad mood too. It's my quarterback. You play to win the game. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Hey, I'm just here so I don't get fired. So y'all can sit here and ask me all the questions y'all want to. With your hosts, Derek Hubbard, Eric Barsh, and Jake Smith. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. What's up, Mega Bullers? Welcome to the Derek's Mega Bull Podcast, a podcast for you, the Mega Bullers, as we bring our non-expert opinions and advice to help you with this upcoming season. This is episode three. Can you guys believe it? Already three episodes in. It's Sunday, August 14th at the time of this recording. I'm your host, Derek Hubbard. As always, alongside of me, we have the man with the stash, Eric Barsh, and everybody's favorite lovable loser, Jake Smith. We have another fun episode planned for you today. As we discuss league settings and rules, we reveal the projected playoff schedule. Eric, Jake, and I bring you our five bold predictions for this upcoming season, and we answer the listener mailbag questions. But first, let's say hi to the boys. Eric, Jake, how was your weekend, and are you ready to share with the world your bold predictions? It was a good weekend. Went side by side and on yesterday. Good weather, so. But I'm ready to talk some fantasy now. Yeah. yeah um... Yeah, I'm getting I'm getting itchy for football season. It was kind of cool weather out this this weekend, and it, it's starting to feel like fall. It's starting to feel like it should be football season. You and know. it is. We got the preseason here. We, yep, that is true. Not a lot of exciting games, but you guys didn't mention the best part. You guys came over to our house, right? We oh, did. That's right. Uh, yeah. And Jake, you, you know, last week was a, la- a rough week for you when you lost in both games, Family Feud and Trivia Time to Eric. And then you came over to our house and we played a friendly game of pig and you lost to Eric and I both times again. Yeah, I'm not real sure how it happened. I'm by far the best shooter. Um, and <laughs> okay. uh, Obviously, that was proven wrong there, sharpshooter. Yeah, I guess so. Just kind just of make, just kind just of make you use the backboard or use your left hand and it's pretty damn ugly. And sure. I think it was like four or five games that he lost, not just both. That's true. I, I shouldn't have said just both. Yes. Yeah. Four or I five. Mean, we gave him plenty of opportunities. <laughs> More than enough. Good. All right. Well, let's bring up something we did last week. Last week, we did a league poll through email, text message, and Twitter regarding the last place finisher punishment for this upcoming season. Not only did we think this would add some fun and incentive to the league, but we also wanted to make sure someone just doesn't quit on their team if they're having a rough start to the season. And the winner was chosen by you, the Mega Bowlers. This year's loser must have on their car a license plate frame saying, I finished last in the Derek's Megable. This license plate will be pink and noticeable for anyone that drives by you. It's a very harmless punishment and hoping the loser shares punishment or shares pictures throughout the year of this car. Boys, what do you guys think of this punishment and what did you vote for? I, I voted for getting your butthole waxed. <laughs> I thought that was a punishment. Um, I'm not going to lie. I was the second vote to that. <laughs> was there two votes for it <laughs> probably but it had been totally worth it we just it, need to all make sure we it, hold everybody accountable for whoever does I, lose if that would have got voted i i would hope that i got last because i would have made <laughs> you film it <laughs> yeah that i don't think you get to pick who films it i think you have to have i don't even know but i think it's a punishment I, it, for who has to film it 
it would have yes. been an ask. It would have been, hey, Eric, there's not a lot of guys that I feel comfortable filming me get my butthole waxed. I just, I feel like you're the guy for it. Will you come through and be a good friend? And, and I would, okay, yeah, I probably would have done yeah, it. I, 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 I probably would have done it. Jake, based off that, I can't imagine what your proposal was like because <laughs> that was brutal what you just proposed there to Eric. <laughs> We're friends. Yeah, I, yeah. Are you sure that's it? Well, yeah. <laughs> All right. You guys ready to dive in? Yep. All right. So the first thing we wanted to talk about, because I've had a lot of questions, people ask me about league settings, what the playoff is going to look like, what exactly the point set or point scoring is going to look like. So I'm just going to give you a quick rundown. Jake, Eric, you can jump in at any point, um, but I do want to make this quick. So it's just 12 team divisions. Your roster, your starting roster will be one quarterback, two running back, two wide receivers, a tight end, three flex, which can consist of a running back, wide receiver, or a tight end. And a defense, you also have six bench spots. We did eliminate the kicker this year in hopes that these extra flex spots will separate point scoring, make you know the points overall total a little bit higher. The draft is on Tuesday, August 30th. We are starting at 9 p.m. Central time. Sorry if that is past everybody's bedtime, but that's the only time that we could all make that work. You do have a minute and 30 seconds per pick. Please don't take that long to make that pick, but there are those that do kind of panic and need that time. So we have no trading allowed. This prevents any cheating. Uh, It is rolling waiver wire. So if you are... If you pick up, if you have the number one spot, you pick up a, a player on the waiver wire, you move all the way back to number 12. So just remember that if uh, you're trying to save for a player that. So just to is, confirm, yep. that doesn't go by what order you are in the league, like standings wise, correct? Correct. So okay. if you are the number one draft, if you have the number one overall draft pick in your draft, you're going to have the number 12 spot to start out in the waiver wire makes sense and then it, it just it doesn't matter the standings it just if you don't pick and everybody else picks before you you're going to eventually move up to the top spot and everybody's just going to move down so just keep that in mind because it is kind of nice to have in your back pocket you know because running backs do always get hurt or wide receiver running back come out of nowhere um, so that you can have that in your back pocket League point scoring, it is a full point PPR. In the past two previous years, we had half point PPR. It is six point touchdowns, whether that's passing, rushing, receiving, defense, or special team scores a touchdown. Those are that is all six points. For quarterbacks, it is 25 yards to gain a point for passing yards. Receiving and rushing to accumulate a point, you must receive 10 yards. Uh, we will use the decimal points this year. So if a running back has 12 yards, they get 1.2 points. Um, this kind of help prevents ties. Um, also just accumulates points over the season. Everyone will play each divisional opponent once and we will end week 11. So week 12 is the beginning of playoffs. 48 teams total make the playoffs. Might have received an update in Sleeper today. I did update where five divisions will be in the AFC and five divisions will be in the NFC. So with that 48 teams, 24 teams that are will make the playoffs in the AFC, 24 teams in the NFC, five divisional winners in both AFC and NFC, and a 19 wildcard teams in both NFC and NFC. Does that make sense, boys? Yep. I All like right. that. I think it's uh... clear as mud. 
it gives everybody a chance to make playoffs, really, you know. Right. So. Yep. And the number six overall seed. So like I said, there's five divisional winners in each AFC and NFC. But the number six overall seed will go to the team that scores the highest total points and is not a divisional winner. So you could have potentially a losing record of two and nine. You just had bad luck, but you have scored more points than anybody else in the AFC and NFC. You, my friend, are the number six overall seed. In reality, we can't play defense in fantasy football. If you are the highest point scoring team, you essentially really are the better the better team. You just had bad luck. So we're going to reward that player uh, with the number six overall seed. You guys like that? Yeah. Um, did you say what week um, the playoffs start? Yep. So week 12 is going to be the start of the playoffs, and we're going to go all the way through week 17 if you are one of the lucky ones to make the championship. So here's how the playoff bracket is going to break down. In week one of the playoffs, so week 12, the first round is going to be a matchup of four teams playing each other. So it could look like the number nine seed versus the number 16 seed versus the number 17 seed versus the number 24 seed four people competing for one spot to move on to the next week of the playoffs. But with that said, we are going to reward the team with a better seed. So let's use that nine seed, 16, 17, and 24 seed as an example. The nine seed, clearly the better team. They deserve something. So we're going to reward that team with 12 points in addition to whatever they score. The number 16 team, 16 seed team, who is the second best in this matchup, gets eight additional points. The 17th seed gets four additional points and the lowest seed, number 24, they get nothing. You guys like this idea? You think rewarding the, the better team points is the way we should go? Sure. Sure. No? Yeah? Yeah, I like it. I mean, because yeah. if, 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 you're, if you're one of the, the, the lower teams getting in anyway, you're probably limping into the playoffs, most likely. So... Yeah, it makes you really pull out something. Right. In week 13, so the second round of the playoffs, that's where seeds five through eight will join. And then this week 14, seeds one through four will join, which means they get a double bye. They will play all the way through week 16, where we will crown, week 16 will crown an AFC and also an NFC champ. In week 17, the AFC and the NFC champ will play in the Super Bowl, just like in the NFL, to determine the season three champion. Also in week 17, the loser of the NFC championship and the AFC championship will also meet head up, heads up for the third place game. I haven't determined what the payouts are going to be quite yet. This is all based on 120 teams, which we have right now. I have had a few people reach out to me day, today showing interest in getting another division set up, but assuming we do not add another division, this is what we are going to go with. So if anybody has any questions regarding the playoff brackets, feel free to reach out to me. I can explain a little bit more clear. Do you guys have anything that you want to add regarding the playoffs? So what will be the visibility of um, the playoffs once the playoffs start? Um, like you use your app to right. see your score throughout the year. Once you are out of your division play and in the playoffs, what's I know last year you had like kind of a website that you were kind of updating. Um, what's your plan for this year, I guess? Yes. Great question. That's actually something I meant to bring up. So 
all season long, we will have a spreadsheet that is created that will show you where you stand in the NFC, where you stand in the AFC, and where you stand overall, which is updated. I actually have a guy named Patrick Donovan, who I hope to bring on to this uh, podcast eventually, who created the spreadsheet for me. He also is the creator of the website, which will track um, matchups. And that will be viewable for everybody that's in the Derek Megable, whether you're in the playoffs or not. So it just pulls what you see in sleeper into a spreadsheet and it's live tracking. So anytime, you know, anything is updated in sleeper, it automatically updates in the spreadsheets. Um, it's, it's really the only way we can do it because not everybody can see every division in the mega bowl, but it's just, it's slick. It's, I mean, we used it last year, right? Right. Yep. It, it was, it was awesome last year to track it that way. So he yeah. does a really good job making that spreadsheet. Right. Yep. I don't know what we, what we would do without Patrick Donovan. That guy's a genius. So Patrick, if you're listening to this podcast, thank you for the, everything that you have done. Like I said, I want to bring you on here. You can potentially tell us how you created it. You are one smart dude. So guys, are you ready to give your bold predictions? Ready yeah. than ever going to be. <laughs> So we decided this episode, we were going to give you five bold predictions headed into the 2022 season. We don't, didn't want to give you some easy ones like you might read online. So I know for me, mine are very far out there. You guys might laugh at mine, but hey, we're going to take a stab at this. So we are going to start with Eric. Eric, give me your first bold prediction for the 2022 season. Alrighty. Do we want to go big right away or save the big one for the end, do you think? You do what you want to do. I'm saving my big one for the end. Okay. Um, I'm probably going to be a little biased over just over this weekend here, but I'm going to say for my first bold prediction that George Pickens is going to be the best Steelers wide receiver in fantasy this year by, the, by year's end. Um, if you watch... Any training camp, I mean, I know it's training camp, but any training camp, preseason football, any video on it, every quarterback in practice is throwing the ball to Pickens. That's all you hear about is Pickens, Pickens, Pickens. Um, I mean, he's 6'3", 200, and runs a 4'4". I mean, you can't tell me Chase Claypool is the better option, or I know they just re-signed Deontay Johnson, but I just think once Pickens gets up to speed, which seems like he has already, I mean, he's he's going to be the best receiver there. What do you guys think? Jake, I, I, I'd have to agree. Um, I like that. I, I, I don't know much about Pickens. I, I do know that they're really high on him in Pittsburgh. I've seen a lot of good things about him. I, I think he could be the best, but it'll be close. I think I, I should I bring, I just, I, I the should quarterback bring up this play too. is not going to be great. No, it's not. But I, I should bring up this, too. Deontay Johnson, his running mate there, is getting drafted as wide receiver 15 right now. So for me to say, I don't know that he's going to be a wide receiver one. I, I'm not saying that, but a wide receiver two, yeah, I could see that. No, I hey, all Pickens has done so far is stood out in camp. I mean, he just, he lit up his first preseason game. I mean, he crushed that cornerback on a block. I mean, it's that's stuff that makes you a he. He just looks like a true number one wide receiver. He was a stud coming out of Georgia. He dealt with an injury right or his last ACL season. tear. Yep. Yeah. So 
I think he's finally coming up to speed and he's just showing the world why he was one of the top prospects, you know, going into college and also coming out of college. I think with him, you know, going into the draft was his attitude, you know, yep. potentially could get in trouble, but Hey, I, I grew up a Des Bryant fan. Des Bryant was basically the same type of player, you know, that physical player with kind of an attitude. And if you can control that attitude and keep it on the field and, you know, I, I'm not going to disagree with you. I am a Deontay Johnson owner in all my dynasty leagues. So I'm kind of hoping this isn't true. Cause I do think Deontay Johnson is still a stud and he's also going to, it's going to be hard for George Pickens to be probably a top 10 wide receiver within this year right. or even in the next few years. Cause Deontay, he's just, he's just too good of a route runner. He's too good a wide receiver. Um, but I, Hey, I like this bold prediction. I, I think you made a good point though. There is how do you stay on the field as a wide receiver, be a good blocker. So the right. more times that you can show that you can do everything, whether catch ball, rudder route, be a good blocker in the run game, which they, you know, the Pittsburgh loves to run the ball. It's going to put them on the field in two receiver sets, probably more sooner rather than later. So. Right. Yep. I think he is going to be what they hope chase Claypool would yep. be. Yep. So. I agree. No, good one, Jake. How about you give us your first bold prediction? All right. My number one bold prediction of 2022 is Lamar Jackson will finish as the number one overall QB in fantasy this season. He was the QB fantasy leader in 2019. Um, He finished number 10 in 2020. Um, And last season, he finished number 15. Um, while also missing the last five games of the season. Uh, This season, he's going to be facing uh, mostly bottom half defenses. Um, The only good defenses he's really going to face is Pittsburgh and Tampa Bay. Um, Lamar always puts on against high-power offenses, and this season he's going to face Buffalo, Cincinnati twice, Tampa Bay, Denver, and a possible Deshaun Watson, Cleveland Week 18. Um, he's also getting an upgrade at offensive line. Um, they drafted Tyler uh, Lindenbaum, um, who's seen as one of the best NFL center prospects of all time. They're also getting um, Ronnie Staley back. Um, the last time Staley was healthy was in 2019 um, when Lamar had his MVP season. Um, he spent all season last year recovering from a broken ankle or an ankle injury of some sort. Um, so have at her. What do you think? Hey, so what you're telling me is I should give Lamar Jackson another chance because the previous two Mega Bowl seasons, I've had Lamar Jackson as my quarterback, and he's just – he's been the reason both times I've lost in the playoffs. So I, if there's one quarterback that could be the QB1, it's Lamar Jackson. I mean, that's that could dethrone yep. – Josh Allen, just because his likes. I mean, yes, other yep. quarterbacks can run. Jalen Hurts can run. Josh Allen can run. Whatever, but nobody can run like Lamar Jackson. So I mean, he is the running game. He's their right. passing game, and he's their running game. Right. And he's Gus never- Edwards. It sounds like Gus Edwards isn't going to come back to start the season right away. Um, Dobbins so sounds Jake, like he's going to be back. Dobbins will be back. We'll see how healthy he is to start the season. I mean, I I expect him to be a little rusty right off the bat. I mean, it sounds like he already has a good rapport with Mark Andrews. Bateman is sounding like he's going to be a stud. I, I can't disagree yeah. with you on this one. 
he's rushed for over a thousand yards in two of the last four years. So I can 100% see him being number one this year. I mean, it is good. It's a tall task to ask with Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes and all them guys, but he's done it before. I don't see why he can't do it again. Um, that offensive line. And then, like you said, with J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards, do you think they're going to want them guys going out there and rushing 15, 20 times a game? I think they do a lot of read options with it and let Lamar hit that hit hit that edge there. Um, but I like – I'm a big Rashad Bateman fan. I think you guys all know that. Losing Marquise Brown, it would yeah. be interesting to see how that hurts, though, because that, that was a lot of points last year when he was throwing deep. The last two years when he was throwing deep to him. So losing yeah, that's going to it- hurt. But Hollywood definitely opened things up for their offense too. Yeah. I mean, they, they always had to keep someone back for, for him. Um, yep. So that, that could, that could change things. Yeah. It's I think the biggest point we're missing too. It's a contract year for Lamar guys always oh, show it? up when it's a contract well, year for Lamar Jackson. If he doesn't he'll have get a any, contract by week one though, that would be my guess. But also if he doesn't, what do the Ravens have to lose? You know, they don't have anything invested in him at this point. Why not just run him like crazy and see right. what happens? The ground. So, they yeah. can't let him go, though, can they? You would think no. not, but the money he's asking for, well, I don't he's, know. He, I think he's negotiating for himself, too. And he, I did just see something today or yesterday that once the season starts, he's not negotiating anymore. So, right. Be interesting. No. But, yeah, I think that's a good one. Yeah, I do, too. Well, I'm going to switch what I was going to do since Jake just started out with the quarterback one. So I'm going to play off this. My first bold prediction is Trevor Lawrence will finish as the QB five this season, the QB five overall. So let me start by saying, here are my top 10 quarterbacks in order. Justin Herbert, I think will finish as the QB one followed by Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, Trevor Lawrence, Murray, Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson, Burrow, and Hertz. I do have Dak at number 11. So Lawrence, of course, right now, of course you do. <laughs> Lawrence right now is going as the QB 18 in one quarterback leagues. Isn't going and it's going behind guys like Tua, Fields, Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins. Um, Lawrence finished the 2021 campaign with 3,600 yards, 12 touchdowns, 17 inter- interceptions while fumbling nine times. Wow, that's impressive. <laughs> but my 2022 outlook has it him or has him tossing for nearly 4,600 yards, 36 touchdowns, and still having 10 interceptions. But the biggest thing is, I think Lawrence is going to improve his rushing game. Um, I actually have him total for 550 yards and seven touchdowns on the ground. The reason being Doug Peterson. Now, as the the coach, he likes to do the RPO-style offense, um, which will help increase Trevor Lawrence's running production. I do think the skill positions are better than this year, but they're definitely not great. They added Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, Evan Ingram, and they're also bringing back a healthy Travis Etienne, who I've made it clear, that's one of my boys. I think that will help with the development of Trevor Lawrence. Um, I expect the Jags to be playing from behind most games too. I don't I don't see them as a very good team. Um, so they'll need to utilize the pass game in order to catch up. One thing to remember, garbage time points count for points. So sometimes these bad teams that are always playing from behind, that's where you can gain a lot of your points. And also Trevor Lawrence, he, I mean, coming out of college, this guy was a can't miss talent. He, he, he destroyed college football. He destroyed high school football. He's a generation, generation, generational talent. I think he's been the best talent since Andrew Luck. 
Um, so yeah, don't let a terrible year under Air, Urban Meyer affect your view of Trevor Lawrence. Guys. I, I um while I, I agree like his AT his ADP is I mean he's getting drafted like way down there right now. Right. Uh I, I mean I I could see him possibly being in the top ten. I think he probably should be drafted around fifteen. Um but to put him in the top five, that's a reach. Um I just don't see him breaking in there with the guys around there right now. I don't see him cracking the top 15. I mean, who's he? You think he's going to have a better season than Jameis? Yes. And Tuo. Yeah. And Matt he could, Ryan. He, he Would you def- take Trevor Lawrence or Justin Cousins, Fields? Trey Lance. Trevor Lawrence would I take or Justin Trevor Fields? Lawrence? Yes, that would be a tough one. And I that's, would that's probably take Fields. Fields for his rushing, is it? But it's, I mean, it's bold for sure. Yeah, but that's all I was saying. To, I'm going to, for a bold take. To rake him above Joe Burrow, Jalen, I mean, not that Jalen Hurts is a good passer by any means, but his rushing will carry him to above his, above Trevor Lawrence. Because how many yards did Trevor Lawrence rush for last year? I don't have 300, three, 330. Top five touchdowns. is outlandish. Yeah. It's out there. Like I said, guys, I'm making yep. bold predictions today. Well, I think, we're supposed I to make Doug bold Peterson ones, stupid ones. No, nah, I don't think this is a stupid one. <laughs> no, I mean it's it's borderline there. I mean, <laughs> if if Urban Meyer was there still, then we'd probably have to cancel the rest of the show here. But hey, if Urban Doug, Meyer was there, I think Trevor Lawrence would sure. cancel his quarterback I mean, career. Etn, yes, Etn would be healthy. That doesn't change the fact that the rest of the offense sucks. Well, Christian, Christian Kirk is they your number one receiver. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I don't I, I don't think it's possible to have a top five season. Yeah. Like I said, but, garbage points, they add up. That's yeah, why so I'm saying that. Garbage interceptions also add up too. They, is it they, or is it minus four or minus two for interceptions? Minus two for interceptions. Okay. We were supposed so, to, so that, we were so that supposed was to save help. our best one for the last. Oh no, I got for the rest of the years. This one, hey, this one is very <laughs> small for bold predictions. Just warning you guys. So Eric. You're up. Give me your second bold prediction. All righty. Do I want to continue with the quarterback? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait on my quarterback one. We've been talking a lot of quarterbacks now. So my next bold prediction is going to be the Chiefs, who happen to be a team that a lot of people want a part of this year, won't have a top quarterback, running back, wide receiver, or tight end in their own division in fantasy by the end of the year. And here's my my point. So Mahomes is getting drafted right now as QB3 on Fantasy Pros. I don't see him finishing above Justin Herbert or Russell Wilson. But now going to running backs, you got CEH. Now this is a pretty easy one. Obviously, I think Javante Williams or Austin Eckler is the easy one. going to finish above him. Um, but I could see Josh Jacobs too because – the Raiders are going to have to run the ball if they want to compete at all. And then the hardest one is Kelsey. Kelsey is projected as the number one tight end right now. And Darren Waller is tight end five. But if Darren Waller stays healthy this year, he he had 107 catches just in 2020 from Derek Carr. Um, Devontae Adams is only going to help open things up for him. So I could see Darren Waller easily finishing ahead of Travis Kelsey. 
and then you get go to Sky Moore, uh, MVS, and Juju. Those would be like probably the top three wide receivers that you'll have off of K, off of KC. I can see Keenan Allen. I can see Mike Williams, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, and Devontae Adams all finishing ahead of all three of those guys. I don't see any of them three probably cracking the top 15 to 20 wide receivers. And I just named five guys that I could see in the top 20. So I don't know how bold it is at, at every position, but the tight end one to be the tough one. But what do you guys think? I like it. Um, I, I mean, I'm not a big on the Chiefs this year. Uh, they play a lot of really tough defenses um, just in their division alone. Um, do you, do you want to play – do you want to play the Chargers twice this season if you're in offense? I I don't want my quarterback playing the Chargers twice this season. Yep. So, yeah, I, I, I agree. Yeah. I, I think the only thing that can really help the Chiefs is they might have the best O-line in the, in, in the league this year, or at least a top five O-line. So, but that only goes so far. I agree with you in the running back and the wide receiver. The running backs and the wide receivers, if you're doing a best ball format, yeah. Some of them are going to be great to have because they're going to have blow up games, but I don't see any of them being consistent enough to crack the top 15. I also, Patrick Mahomes, I mean, I think they're going to try to run the ball a little bit more this year, not making so much on his shoulders, but the tough one's going to be Travis Kelsey. You, you lose Tyreek Hill. Travis Kelsey was basically, you could say their number one option as a receiver last well tight end but the receiving option last year he's going to have a ton more targets i believe this year so but hey it's a bull prediction there, there's just so much talent in that division so i can see it so you, you think travis kelsey's going to have he had 134 targets last year you think he's going to have more than that yeah i do i just i i think they brought all those guys in juju and mvs and yet, yes, they lost Tyreek, but Ty- Tyreek wasn't really a, a target hog by any means. He got a no. lot, but but I think they brought them guys in, and they're just going to spread it, spread it, spread it. I yeah. think they have to change it up. But when pressure moments come, big games, I, I still think Travis Kelsey is going to be the go-to guy. He's just yeah. he's just too great of a tight end. But, hey, bold prediction, right? Yep, that's right. Jake, give me your second bold prediction. All right. Uh, my second bold prediction is T. Higgins will finish with more fantasy points than Jamar Chase. Ooh. In uh, 21, uh, just just to give you a perspective on what last season was between the two, um, in 2021, uh, T. finished with 218 points, while Jamar finished with 302. Um, that 302 was good enough for Jamar to finish number five amongst all fantasy wide receivers. Um, it, but in 2021, T Higgins finished with only 18 less targets than chase while playing three less games than Jamar chase, Jamar chase played every game. Um, T Higgins missed three games last season. Um, I mean, if you take away like Jamar chase's monster 55 point game against a horrendous chiefs secondary last season, he wouldn't even really finish around probably like the 15th wide receiver last season. Um, also, Jamar Chase, I see him as a big sophomore slumper. I don't, I see him making serious regression. Maybe not serious, but enough for him to finish with less points than T. Higgins. 
What do you guys think? I'm kind of interested for this regression. Like right now he's going as what? The Q or the wide receiver three behind Jefferson and Cup. Where yep. would you put him at? Give me a range of players. Like um, so T. Higgins is going after guys like Keenan Allen. And so would you put him back further where Michael Pittman? Uh, I would I would Michael put Williams. him I would still put him around ten. I mean, I guess am you I gonna move pa- T. Higgins am I gonna up. pass up on Chase? I'm not gonna pass up on him. If I had the opportunity to get him in late in the first round, I'm gonna get him. Well, I but, think you have to because his ceiling is just it, it, much exactly. higher than what um, Higgins. Right. I I wouldn't say he's a avoid it at all cost player. Well, but I think I, I think would also to... say that Higgins ADP should be higher than what it is. I guess that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, Jamar Chase was like hyper, hyper efficient last year. 81 catches, is it? I mean, Debo Samuel, how did he get all of his points last year? He had eight rushing touchdowns and Jamar Chase only caught four more balls than him. So if he if Jamar Chase isn't catching the ball and running 50 yards for a touchdown and said he's only running 30 yards and gets tackled and then doesn't get that touchdown, I could see big regression from him. Yeah, I like it. Anything else to add to Jamar Chase? No? Sophomore slump. <laughs> Sophomore slump. All right, Joe, Bur- Joe Burrow just got an appendectomy. Oh, I mean, he might not even be ready week one. Are you guys ready for another outlandish take? I'm, I'm really want to hear it. <laughs> All right. My number two bold prediction, Mo Alley-Cox will lead all tight ends in touchdowns scored this season. Oh, the, my God. The 6'5X basketball player has been considered a breakout player before, so I, I don't want to hear about breakout. But this is the first year since the Andrew Luck era that the Colts have a real quarterback that pushed the ball down the field. I don't think, um, well, Jacoby Brissett never was that guy. Phillip Rivers was throwing a shot put ball the entire year. He couldn't even throw the ball further than 10 yards. But in outs- and this year, outside of Michael Pittman, he doesn't have much competition for targets. He'll be competing in targets with the likes of Paris Campbell, who... I was on the Paris Campbell bandwagon train when he came out as a rookie, but he has bit me in the ass the past couple of seasons because of injury. You got rookie Alec Pierce. Jack Doyle is no longer stealing refs from Cox as he retired, and his tight end room consists of second-year player Kylan Granson and rookie Jelani Woods, who I do think Jelani Woods is going to be good down the road. In 2021, Travis Kelsey had the most touchdowns scored. Do you, how, many points, how many touchdowns do you think Travis Kelsey scored last year? Eight. Jake? 11. 10. You were closer, Jake, so I'm going to give you some credit on that one. Good job. Uh, That's a win, right? I won. I got your first win. There you go. I won. I won. With that said, I do think Travis Kelsey will finish as the overall tight end one for this upcoming fantasy season. Fantasy season. That's not what I'm arguing about, but I do think Mo Alley-Cox will lead all tight ends in touchdowns, and I think he has 12 receiving touchdowns leading the way for tight ends. Here's the downside to this prediction. Matt Ryan hasn't always been tight end friendly and hasn't produced a top tight end since having Hall of Famer Tony Gonzalez. And the Colts are going to be a run first offense with that elite offensive line and Jonathan Taylor carrying the ball. But here's my reason for this prediction. 
Defenses are definitely going to key on Jonathan Taylor in the red zone. Linebackers and safeties are going to be playing up to control the run. Also, defenses in any pass situation are going to key on Michael Pittman Jr. The guy's a stud, and they don't really have anybody else to key on. If Matt Ryan finishes near 30 touchdowns this season, and I think he will with this quality offense, I think this is I think he's going to be rejuvenated this year. Other than Pittman, the ball has to go somewhere. And I predict Mo Ali Cox, especially in the red zone, he's going to gobble up a lot of red zone touchdowns just using his big body and jump ball skills. Another outlandish take for you boys. Have at me. Okay, I'll give you a stat. He's played five seasons and he has eight total touchdowns. You think <laughs> he's going to more than double that this one year? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think, I mean, I agree with you on the fact that they got to throw it to somebody besides Pittman. And I like the, I like the quarterback upgrade. Got a good old line. But how, how many did you say? Did you say 10, 11? I said he's going to have 12 receiving touchdowns. 12 touchdowns? 12 yeah. Um, I don't think he's going to have, you know, as far as yards, receptions, I don't think he's going to be up there. I don't think he's going to be a top half tight end. He's going to be a tight end two, tight end three, you know, in those marks. But for touchdowns, which for tight ends – if you don't have one of the big three, four, five guys, you're just playing t- touchdowns at that time. So right. this is where I'm going with this. I think touchdowns what's, is what's going to make him fantasy relevant for this upcoming season. Yeah. Um, you're, you're talking about a guy that he, he gets about 50% of the snaps of a game. Um, he had four touchdowns last season. Um, he's going to be on the field for red zone. Um, but at 6'5", 270 pounds, he's going to be on the field for red zone to be blocking for Jonathan Taylor. That's why he's going to be on the, on the field. Uh, maybe maybe he gets six touchdowns this year. Maybe he has a breakout year and gets six. That would be really good for, for uh, Allie Cox. Yeah, I, I, could, I could see six to eight. I can't see anywhere in the double digits. Okay, I can't. I can't wait to revisit this at the end of the year when Mo, Mo Ali Cox has double digit touchdowns, and I'm just gonna pound this damn table. Say it. I told you guys. <laughs> was there anybody though? Any tight ends besides Kelsey that was in double digits last year? No. Not one no. person. No. Okay. Not one person. No. So I mean, you, they got they do they do have to throw it to somebody. That's why <laughs> Michael Pittman's getting so much praise right now. It's, and probably should receive more praise just so uh, the listeners know we did not share our bold predictions with each other so this is the first we're hearing of each other's bold predictions yeah i hope it's the last i hear of yours too oh i'm just getting warmed up baby (laughs) just getting warmed up all right eric take us your number three bold prediction what do you got for us i'm gonna piggyback off of the one that you just laid out since since we're talking about the colts and my bold prediction which might be the one I might believe in the most is Jonathan Taylor will not finish as a top five running back in PPR scoring this year. I'm going to, I'm going to give you a list of eight guys here. Derek Henry, Christian McCaffrey, Delvin cook, Austin Eckler, Joe Mixon, Alvin Kamara, Deandre Swift and Saquon Barkley. Is there any of them guys that you could see not being a top five running back? Most of them. I would say most of them. Yeah. Joe Mixon, I think. Joe Mixon was top five last year. Are are Um, we saying top five or number one overall? Top five. 
No, I mean, he could be top five, yeah. So to piggyback, or to keep going on that, Jonathan Taylor caught 40 balls last year. I think that's going to come down. Obviously, you've heard Frank Rake already talk about getting Neam Hines more involved in the past game. Allie Cox is going to be stealing all the red Yes, he is, baby. And, Keep it going. And he's, and he's out of the 50. Mo Allie Cox is getting all the passes. You had 23 running backs last year that caught more than Jonathan Taylor. So another stat here, the first four games and the last four games last year, if you just did his points per game on that, and I know it's a small sample size, but that's still, it's half the season. First four and last four games, he averaged 14.25 points per game, which would have ranked 20th at running back behind the likes of Cordero Patterson, Zeke, Antonio Gibson, all players who played at least over half the season. So I think while JT had a great season and he had, what do you have? I think he had like 43 uh, rushes inside the five-yard line last year, which was like by far the most. I think he's in for some big regression and not going to finish top five. So I, this question is going to go to the both of you right here. Since both of you have the number one overall pick in the draft, with this prediction, Eric, I'll start with you. Does this mean you're skipping out on Jonathan Taylor? I can't. I can't explain any more on what my number one pick is. I don't I think Eric's taking Taylor. I don't think he is either. I, I'm a Badger fan, so he's still probably 70% going to be on my team. But Hey, I you know what? Going into this, actually one of my takes is going to play off this uh, with Jonathan Taylor. Um, I agree with you. You know, the who... Do you guys know who the last quarterback or running back is to finish as the running back overall one in back-to-back seasons? McCaffrey? You got another guess? Dalvin Cook? No, it wouldn't have been Dalvin Cook. I don't know. LaDainian Tomlinson? Todd Gurley. Okay. So it doesn't happen. I think think he's still in knee surgery. (laughs) So it doesn't happen very often that a running back finishes as the RB1 back-to-back season. But that's not what you said. You said top back, five. Top five. Top five. I yep. think what hurts I, Jonathan Taylor is the pass game. I think Matt Ryan is going to push the ball down the field more than what they've had previously. There's not going to be all those dump-offs. No, he's going to get receptions. But like you said, Hines is going to be on the field more. Frank loves him, so and he's a great passing back. So I do think that's going to take away from some of his production. He's going to get his rushing yards. He's going to get his touchdowns. But what separates the top five running backs from the rest? It's the passing game. And I can totally see him just his numbers coming way down. I, in that, in those I'd kind of disagree with that. I, I wouldn't say, yes, you would you want it. But what separates the top five from the rest of these good running backs that are getting drafted? It's injury. If Jonathan Taylor plays all 17 games, he will be in the top five. If he gets injured, he won't. Same with, if, Derrick, same with Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry didn't finish in the top five because he was hurt. You're right, and I think that's the point is I'm trying to take injury out of all of this. So McCaffrey, okay, so Saquon Barkley, imagine him if he, if he played all 17 games. Derrick Henry averaged more points last year a game than Jonathan Taylor, but he didn't play enough games to qualify. So that right there is three guys that could easily, and I think Delvin Cook, 
he regressed big time in touchdowns last year. But if he even regresses close to what he was the year before, I, th- I could easily see him being top five. Yeah, he went so 2019 and 2020, Delvin Cook had 13 touchdowns and 16 touchdowns. And last year he had six. So yeah. I'm just saying if if Taylor plays all 17 games, he'll be top five. But he's going to play all 17 games, he'll be top five. All right, let's 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 do this. If assuming all running backs play 17 games, give me your top three running backs. If you know injury is not going to happen, give me your number one, your number two, number three. In order, I'll, I'll number start. one. Yep, I'll I'll start. Yeah. I think Christian McCaffrey for high for ceiling. I think he blows everybody out of the waters. Obviously, the reason people are scared to draft him is because he's bit everybody in the butt the pre- previous two seasons. Number two, I would probably go Jonathan Taylor. And number three, I'd go Delvin Cook because I do think he's going to get more opportunities I, in the red zone. I think he's going to score more touchdowns. I mean, if he has five or six more touchdowns than what he had last year, he moves way up in his overall finish. I, I mean, I would, I would agree with you with Chris McCaffrey, number one. Um, Jonathan Taylor, number two. My number three would be Derrick Henry. He, I mean, the just the volume alone, and he's still, he's still got a lot in him. I think, um, and it's a run first offense, all the way. They're built God, I it. can't, I can't wait to get in what I'm about to say. We are oh, God. just okay. touching on it right now. So, Jake, yeah, roll your number number three. three? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Cooper Cup will fall outside of the top 10 wide receivers in 2022. Wow. Um, I, I think that Allen Robinson will, will take up a lot more targets than everyone anticipates, um, along with the possible signing of OBJ. We'll just make it, make it worse. Um, there, there can only be so many targets to go around, um, especially with my last point, um, an aging Stafford. Um, I think he's going to start showing some wear after a long postseason, and a he's got a tough 22 schedule. The Rams have a tough schedule next season. They play some really good defenses. Well, they play the Niners twice. So yeah, I would say that they have a good defense. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, exactly. I think the 49ers are going to have an elite defense this year. Yeah. Agree? No, I, I I could agree with with what you just said there. Um, even even taking out injury, his best season that he had was 1,100 yards and 10 touchdowns. That's six less touchdowns and 800 less yards. So I could easily see him falling out of the top 10 this year. He's definitely he, not doing what he did 29. I mean, he's not going to put a back-to-back season with those crazy numbers. Yep. You guys would agree with that, right? Yeah. 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 He, 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 he caught 50 more balls than Jamar Chase. Caught, not targeted, caught. Jake, Actually, question for you. Yep. If you're at the number yep. five spot and you have to take a wide receiver and all wide receivers are on the board, how many wide receivers would you go before taking Cooper Cup? Would you actually go with that going back? I really like Jefferson. I, I think his age and his the team he's on with how many targets he's getting and this talent. I might take Jefferson over cup. 
I would 100% take Jefferson over Cup this year. And to anybody that's in my division, I have the number two spot. Justin Jefferson is in that mix for the number two spot for me. I hate taking a wide receiver that early, but I do think his talent and the opportunity in this new offense, the dude's going to blow up. I have first pick, and I honestly have considered taking Justin Jefferson. I yeah. think he, but but I do agree. I think he's the only one that I would take over Cooper Cup. I still think Cooper Cup's ceiling is still too high, but he's just such a good route runner. Yeah, and him and Stafford. I mean, it didn't even take him a full year, and their no. their connection was just insane. But I do agree. Having Allen Robinson, I think that's gonna hurt his value a little bit, especially in the touchdown department. I do think getting a healthy somewhat healthy i guess cam acres in the backfield i do think they're going to try to run the ball a little bit more this year but and he's no spring chicken no he's not he came into he's the nfl 29 30 yeah how long has he been in the nfl five years he came into the nfl pretty late i, I think that. i this think it's really important season. though to to not understate how important it is that cooper cup eats breakfast with math with matthew stafford so you know Matt Stafford is feeding him a good meal every morning, being nice and healthy out there. What's he? What's he feeding him a good meal of? Well, I don't know. I'll keep it PG. I gar- I guarantee he's not asking him to videotape him getting his butt wax though. Jesus! Thank God we're not doing any butt waxing for us. I guarantee you, Cooper Cup would videotape Matt Stafford getting his butt waxed. <laughs> And now Here. trending on Twitter, yeah. Matthew Stafford's butt getting waxed. All right, guys, you ready for my number three? Yep. No. <laughs> the rebuilding season begins early, earlier than expected for the Tennessee Titans, and they trade Derrick Henry at the trade deadline. The NFL trade that deadline is set for November 1st. Their games up to this point are the Giants, which I think is a win. The Bills, the Raiders, the Colts, the Commanders, the Colts again, and the Texans. I have them finishing two and five in that time span. I think they look at the next few games after they go on that two right before the trade or trade deadline because they play the Chiefs, the Packers, Broncos, and Bengals. That would put them at two and nine, which I think that's too much to overcome. They traded their number one receiver, AJ Brown, in the offseason, which they drafted Traylon Burks. They also lost um, future. Hall of Famer, Julio Jones. They get Robert Woods, who's coming off an ACL tear. Um, they also have Kyle Phillips, another rookie. And I just think this is all going to be too much for uh, to ask for Ryan Hill, Tannehill to cover up this season. But this is about Derrick Henry. He's coming off a broken bone in his foot, which ended his 2021 regular season, which he was just having an elite season. I think he's 27. You guys can correct me if I'm wrong in this. He's 28. 28 even. Even better for my point. He has many miles under his belt. Yes, he's an elite running back and will still be productive. But this Titans offense is completely relies on him to win games. And I just don't see how at his age, coming off this foot injury, that they can be successful at this point. So after their two and five productive start, I think they realize they can't get any more right now than they could down the future for Derrick Henry. So they'll trade him, which is going to hurt his fantasy stock overall because I think he's going to go to a playoff team, a more pass heavy playoff team he's going to take time to get used to the offense i actually made another prediction that falls into this i think he gets traded to the arizona cardinals just because they like to buy everybody 
So I think this is going to hurt Derrick Henry's value, push him down to a low RB1 and RB1, high and RB2 value. His current ADP is number five overall. So if my prediction hold up, Derrick Henry should be the second round or should be drafted in the second round rather than a top five. I I don't think that that's that bold at all. I completely agree. Um, what what goods twenty uh, eight year old running back to a two and nine team? Um, I could also see them being two and nine to start the season. Um, they had a tough tough schedule to start. Um, they, they were Tannehill a playoff. They've been a playoff team the past couple of years. Yes. You know, their their style of offense a is bad worked, but a bad playoff team. A bad playoff team. Yes, and I just. I think they just don't have that proven wide receiver. I mean, Robert Woods is what he, I think he's 29, 30 yeah. off an ACL. Yeah. He could be their best wide receiver this year, but that's not saying a lot. Traylon Burks, you know, he's had his hiccups this off season so far, even though I do think he's going to be a stud Kyle Phillips. He's a good wide receiver, good route runner, but he's also a rookie. They lost their tight end. It, it, I just don't think they can win games. And I think they look big picture and say, Hey, let's okay. let's start the process now. We're gonna put Malik Willis in. We're gonna start the rebuild process. Let's see. We'll get one I, of those quarterbacks next season. Right, and not only that, they can they could probably get a second round draft pick for Derrick Henry. They're not gonna get a first because he's just too old, you know. And who knows if he can stay healthy at this point, you know, just the wear and tear on his body. But I don't know. Just one that I thought would be fun to throw out there, and that I definitely can see happening. Eric, what do you think? Do you think Tannehill gets traded then too? No. You think they'll keep him? I who who would take him? Who in the NFL is going to take Brian Tannehill? Because if he's going to be traded, he's going to go to us. He he's going to want to be a starter. So it's going to. So I wanna, Washington's I always looking interest. for guys like that. What, yeah. if, what if Tua sucks? And they say, "Well, to hell with Tua. We got all this weapons right now. We got to use them now." Yeah, I I don't know. If if yeah, he I, if he's sucking, I guess I don't know. Yeah, I just I, I think I think whoever Derrick Henry goes to, they they have to use him as as just twenty to twenty five carries a game because that's right. just that's how he is. That's how effective he is. He's most effective with his fifteenth to twenty fifth carry more than more than his one to eight carry. Right, but you know if he gets traded, it's going to take two, three weeks to be implemented into the offense, which is going to hurt his fantasy value, which is why I'm saying he will be outside as. So you're just in. saying he's a round two pick is what yep. you're. I think he should be okay. a round two pick. Yep. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I, as, as I just said, he was going to be a top five this year. And now you're trying to say he's round two. So I uh, big time disagree, but. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Eric, give me your, give us your fourth bold prediction. So. Speaking of Tua, since I just brought him up, my fourth bold prediction is going to be that Tua, whatever the, his last name is, is going to be a top 10 quarterback this year. Um, they picked up about six different running backs in the offseason, all of them who had injury issues besides maybe Chase Edmonds. He's nicked up every once in a while, but Chase Edmonds is more of a, uh, of a third down back. So you know he's going to be catching passes. They got a new coach in Mike McDaniel's coming from the Kyle Shanahan system. So I think they're going to be – I know that people are going to think, oh, maybe they're going to run the ball a lot. 
But I think what they're going to do is do a lot of dump offs, just get the ball out in space and run with Chase Edmonds and Tyreek and Jalen Waddle and all them fast guys that they have. They don't have a true outside guy. So um, they have fast wide receivers. They have the number six and 13th ranked wide receivers from PPR from last year in Tyreek and in uh, Jalen Waddle. And Tyreek also said that Tua throws a better deep ball than Patrick Mahomes. So. I could see him. I could see two, uh, Ty- Tyreek having a career year here because I think they're going to use him not totally different than the way Andy Reid and Mahomes used him, but I think they're going to want to get him the ball as many times as they can underneath and just let him use his wheels and run. Eric, do you think Tua was hanging out with uh, Aaron Rodgers when he made right before he made that comment about Tua throwing a better ball? I mean, it's possible. You know, they're probably doing hallucinogens or whatever yeah, they're what, doing. So whatever Aaron Rodgers is taking, <laughs> yeah. taking over to Tyreek. You see the way he dresses. He's got a mustache and long hair. So <laughs> I guarantee you don't have a lot of friends. I hey, I like this take. I actually was starting to get down on Tua, but I think he's getting healthier. That's the biggest thing. I, I think we've kind of overlooked his injury a little bit too much. He's got weapons. I mean, you have two if not the two fastest wide receivers in the nfl as your wide receivers you also signed cedric wilson you still have preston williams you have a guy in mike Gusecki didn't preston is, williams go to chicago or they were just he, looking they at were, they, they okay. were looking at it My nothing fault. has happened yet um so sorry jake the quite hasn't happened yet but well sometimes you just got to jump on stuff when you hear stuff you got to jump on it that is, awesome that is right i, I, I want all of that credit too if that turns out to be a fantasy success for you this year, I want all the credit for telling you. I will you completely that. forget that you said that to me. <laughs> <laughs> but I think Tua's weapons with um, McDaniels as a coach, I, you know, add in the running backs, especially speed. They're just going to be such a fast team. They're going to be, it, it's all, they almost remind me of the Showtime Lakers. They're yep. just going to be fast. They're going to be must watch TV. Their defense is going to be good. Whether or not that translates to wins, I mean, I, I can see them easily win in nine, ten games, but I mean, if they actually connect and play well, I think they could come close to dethroning Buffalo. I don't think they will, but I think they could steal a game from Buffalo and finish, you know, with maybe eleven, twelve wins. Yep. Uh, no, I I completely agree. I think it's going to be very interesting to see how how Mike McDaniel's brings that system and that fast pace over to Miami. Jake? Um, ready for me to shit on that? Yeah. Give, <laughs> us your, uh, give us your fourth bold prediction. This is the last season that Tua will go into the beginning of the season as the starting quarterback of any team. Um, he will be on a different team next season um, and be the backup. Uh he is you don't think he signs with Chicago that he'll dethrone Justin Fields? I mean that's why they won't bring him in there because they'll be embarrassed that if you want to just if you want to just interrupt me and shit on my team while I'm trying to make a point here, that's fine. (laughs) Sorry, Jake. I can start saying stuff about the Cowboys if you want. Yeah, I think the Cowboys said enough about the um like he he only had what do you have, a hundred yards rushing lap the total last season. So it's not even really like he uses his legs much. He's extremely inaccurate. 
Um, the only teams he really did had any fantasy numbers at all against were like the Jets and the Giants, Carolina. That's about it. Yeah. No. Tua Tua's a twenty-five quarterback this year. Non-starter in fantasy. So I agree with Eric on his, he could potentially be a top 10 just based off weapons, but I agree with you as well. I mean, that's, that's the fun of two of this season. He can either blow up or he's going to be terrible. I mean, and that's the thing. I think that's why we can't really predict the Miami dolphins this year and what they're going to do, especially their pass catchers. I feel like their pass catchers are hard to rank. I think you, they you did, just don't know what two is going to do to set up. Tua for success. Yeah. It, everything's laid there for him to succeed this year. Right. You can't do it this year. You're just never going to be able to do it. Yep. No, I agree. Eric, anything to add to this? He's going against you. I mean, he 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 only threw for 16 touchdowns last year. I mean, it was only 13 games he played too, but and he only threw 10, 10 interceptions, but he had nine fumbles. That it, It's the Trevor Lawrence deal. That those fumbles kill you, and I think he will run more. I think you, Derek, you made a good point about his injury, that hip injury that he had in college. That I think I've heard this off season that he's finally getting one hundred percent over that. He's getting comfortable rolling out more now and doing what he what he can do. So having those weapons, yeah, they set him up as as best that they could. Oh, I agree. Jake, anything more to add to this, or no? You guys well, ready to hear my fourth outlandish take? Yes. All right, here we go. I'm going to start by saying this isn't my take. I'm going to give a little background first. Jonathan Taylor won't finish as the RB1 this season. That's not my prediction. CMC won't either. Nor will Eckler, nor will Henry, nor will Cook, or Najee Harris. My prediction is DeAndre Swift will finish as the number one overall running back this season. And finish the season scoring in the top five overall ever for running backs in a PPR season. LaDainian Tomlinson <laughs> leads the way with 481 points scored, followed by CMC 471, Marshall Falk 459, Priest Holmes 445, and LaDainian Tomlinson again rounding out the top five with 443 points. I am predicting Swift replaces Tomlinson in the five spot this season. Lions, so here's why. I think Lions offense takes a big step forward led by Swift. To capture this amazing season, of course, Swift, he's going to need a lot of volume. Yes, Jamal Williams is still there. You know, if you watched Hard Knocks, Jamal Williams is just amazing on it. I'm rooting for him. So I'm hoping he, he is still in the mix. But I think Detroit realizes the talent that can lead them to compete for the NFC North. My stat line for Swift is 85 catches for 925 yards. 1,585 yards rushing and a total of 18 touchdowns, which puts him at 444 total points, one more than LaDainian Tomlinson had for the top five season. Also, Swift is an elite running back and receiving talent. Jared Goff has shown that he likes to dump it off to his running backs. This offense has definitely improved tremendously from the 2021 season by adding the likes of Jamal Williams, DJ Chark, and foot. Um, in free agency, they still have Amon Brown, St. Brown, TJ Hawkinson, and they've improved their offense line. 
though I think this team is improving and finally going in the right direction, I still think they're a year away from making the true playoff push. They'll surprise teams this year and probably be in a lot of games, but I still think they'll be playing from behind and getting those garbage uh, points, which will inflate Swift's passing stats. The Swift injury history kind of scare me for this prediction. Yes, but it's I'm clearly betting on him to play all 17 games. Swift's current ADP is 12, which puts him at the back end of the first round. In the Derek Megable, if you're swinging for upside with 120 teams, you need to swing for that player that might blow up and put up put up elite fantasy points that will separate your team from the pack. I think that's why CMC is still considered as the number one overall if he was to stay injury free, but he's bit people in the butt too many times over the past couple of season. I think Swift falls under that Christian McCaffrey ceiling range where he can produce potentially elite production. If he falls anywhere, I think if you are, if you have picks between five and seven in the upcoming draft, I'm definitely looking hard at DeAndre Swift for that upside edge. Guys, how crazy I, am I? I don't, I mean, it's really outlandish to say that he would score the most ever, but I can't argue with your points. I, I think I was just looking at offensive lines today and it looked like the Lions they have like a top five offensive line right now, which is great for if you have a running back on that team. Um, they're also going to be playing some poor defensive lines in their division. Um, the Bears gutted their team. Uh, the Vikings don't have a good defense. The Packers, is uh, they don't really stop the run that well, if I can remember right. Um, yeah, I, that's only against the Niners. Only against the Niners, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I can't argue with your points. Uh, yeah. And by the way, I didn't say the most points overall ever. I said he's going to be in the okay. top five. I thought you I said think anybody's touching those more than LaDamian Thomason at the five spot. LaDamian I think Thomason that is going to be tough. That is going to be tough. With, with, with his passing. I think he still gets elite passing down work, but I think it's from going, from going over the top and being top five all time like that. Um, if you look at his second half of the year where he played five games, he only had one game where he had six or more targets and he had six of his first eight games. He had that. So I think they, I think Jamal Williams, they want to get more involved. They, they tested out what that Craig, Craig Wilson or Craig Reynolds, Craig Reynolds last year. So I think they, they kind of like him. I I don't know if they'll actually mix him in or not, but I guess my question for you, uh, Derek is is do you think DeAndre Swift is a is a true number one running back for I do on this team and I do. you don't you don't think it's going to be divided up on this team I think the only reason it's been divided up so far I, I don't think those two even compare in talent level um, I think it's been divided up so far just because Swift hasn't shown that he can stay healthy and like I said his his injury risk does scare me so this prediction is all predicated on him staying healthy for 17 games <clears throat> but I just think the dude is talented I think he's just extremely talented he can do everything whether it's running um, the home run speed he can catch the ball that's why he, I think he's the only running back that with that caliber Everyone above him is is not losing carries to anybody. Yep. They're, they are the number one running back. They right. get all the carries. I think he's he's in the exact same situation, but actually probably a little better situation, I guess, than Javante Williams. They're both young studs who should be number ones on their team, but they're not because they got Elvin Gordon and Jamal Williams, who right. 
whether you like those two or not, they're they're good enough, and teams love those guys because they're reliable. So it just eats in a little bit too much. That's why DeAndre Swift to be a first round pick makes it so tough when he's splitting reps. Not that he's splitting a lot, but even if he gets sixty or seventy percent, I just think it makes it a little tough for him to get that have have that good of a season. Just like Javante Williams, though. If one of them do happen after, let's say, three weeks in the season, the coach is just like, hey, we're going to ride this guy. This guy is he's hot. He's clearly shown he's the top guy. Those two, John, or Javante Williams and DeAndre Swift, but I'm glad you brought up Javante Williams. Those two could easily carry you to a championship. They're I just agree. that elite, that good. So, yeah, I mean, it's bold out there. Like I said, I, I was trying to be bold, and I, I love DeAndre Swift um, last year. He was one guy that I went to the season saying he was a must grab. I think I got him in the fourth round and he just, I mean, yeah, that's, value a, that's a steal. Yeah. That's just not happening. But I think, like I said, if you're on picks five through seven, you know, you're, you're probably looking at your wide receivers there. You're looking at, you know, potentially an aging Derrick Henry an aging Austin Eckler, you know, Eckler, I, he scored 20 touchdowns last year. That's just yeah, not he's not happen. doing so that again. Yeah. So if you're looking for potential upside play right there, and I don't know, that's why I threw it out there. I thought DeAndre Swift was potentially that guy, and I'm just gonna give. I'm just gonna back the Detroit Lions all year. They're kind of. I'm not a Detroit Lion fan, but I'm definitely rooting for them. So what's the highest that you would draft DeAndre Swift? I'm just looking at fantasy pros right now, like their top, say twelve, and he's number ten, RB seven, currently. So are you? Would you take him over Delvin Cook or Najee? I would take him over Najee Harris. But not Delvin Cook? So you would ha- it, so, it would be very, so you would very have him close. At five. So, so actually, I would have, here would be my order. You have Jonathan Taylor. I'm not saying this is in specific order, but I'm throwing yeah. guys. Jonathan Taylor, Christian McCaffrey. I would throw Delvin Cook in there because I do think he's going to put up that kind of season. I have Justin Jefferson in there. Then after that, it's, I, I'm not a believer in Eckler, or, I mean, you got Derrick Henry, you got Cooper Cup, you could say Najee Harris, and then you, could, you got down. You could say Kelsey. You could say, I have a hard time picking a tight end right away. Right, too. I agree. But, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I literally could say DeAndre Swift at five. I could even say Swift at four. right there with Delvin Cook. So he could be potentially four for yeah. me. Hmm. So that's well, just me. I'm not, I'm not getting him in your league. Well, luckily you're not in my division. That's true. So you're scared uh, to play in a league with me. I, I you got to sign up at a better time. Uh, all right, here we go. Number five, our final ones, Eric. Uh, I think you missed me. My number four. We didn't do your number four. Nope. I thought you just did that with Tua. I did too. I thought you said Tua, not finishing or finishing outside the top 25 i was disagreeing with eric's oh my bad yes jake sorry i didn't want to skip you let's give you your time jake, <laughs> all right what do you have as your fourth all right prediction? so your top fantasy rookie this season is james cook oh i no, forgot just you are so high on him james cook oh the bills they have a high power offense um all they're missing is that playmaker at running back um, while I think that Devin Singletary is going to get majority of the first and second down carries early on, 
the Bills drafted Cook in the second round for his receiving skills. And he should be starting out right away. He's going to be a third down back. And he's, he's even – they even have him in practice. Um, they have him out at slot receiver, which is a good thing when you're running back in fantasy is going out in the slot spot. What do you guys think? Well, I, I'm going to disagree with you, but, I mean, okay. I'm, I'm not a big James <laughs> Cook guy. I've heard stuff about him, you know, I think it was digs and practice, something like that. Like, oh, I see a lot of similarities between him and Delvin Cook. But if he was Delvin Cook, he would have been playing a lot more. He would have been drafted a lot higher than Zamir White taking 60% of the looks at, at Georgia. Sounds like Diggs is hanging out with Aaron Rodgers, too. Yeah, he might be. <laughs> yeah, I, hey, they need a running back. There, there's a reason they drafted him in the second round of the, of the NFL draft. But I said last week, well, my other bold prediction is, I think Kareem Hunt's going to be on the Buffalo Bills. So, of course, I'm going to disagree with you on this one. Well, he's not on the Buffalo Bills yet, is he? I know. Not yet. But when he does become a oh. Buffalo Bill. Well, but I just, you just tell you to suck it. That's what I'm saying. So, so you think he's going to be that good just almost strictly being a passing downs guy? Uh, well, so number one, there is no Jamar Chase this year. There is no big blow it up guy right um there there's there's a lot of opportunity for um a lesser player someone with less fantasy points to be the top fantasy rookie this season so i think combined with with the bills offense um his receiving skills you know they drafted him in the second round i think they're gonna use him yep i hey i, I think you're right i think they 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 have to use him I agree. I mean, it's not an outlandish take, though. I mean, your your take is the top rookie. You look at other rookies that potentially could have a top spot. Obviously, Brees Hall. You know, he's going to get the work, but he's on the Jets. Michael Carter did not go away. Zach Wilson, who knows what his knee is going to do. I mean, they've we've I've heard different reports on this. Yeah, Kenneth you jumped Walker, the gun a little bit on that one. Yeah, I I told these guys right away that he tore his ACL because that's what everybody was seeing saying if you just watched the video it looked like he did that I don't know if one of his friend's moms came to save the day and you know <laughs> now he's just got a bone bruise but whatever she did you know it sounds good like medicine he's play yeah it you got Kenneth Walker um he's still sharing time with Rashad Penny even though Rashad Penny seems to always get hurt Drake London but after that, I mean, Jameson Williams going to miss time. Traylon Burks is struggling. Um, Garrett Wilson, you're in the Jets' offense as a wide receiver. Jake, I kind of, I was at first, I was kind of disagreeing with you, but I do like this take. It's growing on me. Yeah, Thanks, the, the the more that you're talking about it, I'm not, I wouldn't really be scared of any of the wide receivers. It'd be more of it's either Brees Hall or Ken Walker. Really, are the only two that I'd be worried about. I mean. I, I can just hear the Packer fans in the background pounding the table, yelling for Romeo Dobbs. Oh, geez. It, it, he had God, one I, good preseason game, and now all of a sudden he's a top 10 uh, wide receiver in the league. Kind of sound like Romeo Dobbs. Who is that guy from Whitewater that Aaron Rodgers liked a lot? Touchdown Jesus? Jeff Janice? Je- Jeff Janice? No. Who's the other guy? Jason Kumaro? Yeah, Jason Touch Yeah, yeah, Kumaro. He Romeo Dobbs just Kumaro. 
2.0. I think he might be a little bit better than that, but we shall see. All right, Eric, you want to give us your final bold prediction? Yeah. So speaking of the Green Bay Packers and all their fans, I don't think they're going to be too upset with me on this one, but I'm going to say that Devontae Adams won't finish as a top 10 wide receiver this year, and he is getting drafted as the wide receiver five on borderline round one, round two turn. So he's got a new quarterback, and and yes, I'm saying it's a new quarterback because he hasn't played with them in about six years, but he's got a new quarterback and a new offensive system that people might think that they need to throw the ball in the AFC West to compete with the Chiefs and the Broncos. But if the way I look at it is they have to establish a run and run the ball and keep the ball away from those teams. So, you know, Hunter Renfro is still there who caught 103 balls last year. Darren Waller caught 107 the year before, and he's healthy again this year. So that's two guys that are target hogs at over 100, 100 catches a year. Um, Devontae Adams is 29 years old, and Derek Carr is not Aaron Rodgers. So, if I mean, the last time that the Raiders and Derek Carr had a lead receiver lead their team in targets and catches, besides last year with Hunter Renfro, was back in 2017 with Michael Crabtree, and he caught 58 passes. So... Yeah, I am not on the Devontae Adams bandwagon. Um, I think he's a stud, but going from uh, Aaron Rodgers to Derek Carr is really going to drop him down in the rankings. Plus, I think he's just got so much more competition than he's had in the past. Yep. So, no, I, I, I'm i actually I, with you I, on this take. I'm 100% with you, too. I, I'd probably put him around 10 um, for wide receivers. Uh, I've always said... Aaron Rodgers makes the wide receiver. Um, and I, I think I feel the same way about Devonte Adams. Um, name the last wide receiver that left Green Bay that ended up having a Pro Bowl season. Can't, can you? Yeah, we're, we're, we're chirping over here. Yeah, nothing. Yeah. I, don't, I can't think of one. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree with you, Eric. I mean, usually when they leave, they retire. So maybe he's going to Oak or to Vegas to go to retire. Well, it sounds like a perfect retirement plan, doesn't it? I mean, if you want to retire, yeah. yeah. You're on a fixed income. (laughs) All right, Jake, give us your final bold take. All right, number five. Here it is. Justin Fields finishes as a top 10 QB in 2022. (laughs) I mean, if you look at his 2021 stats and his individual games, uh, it's hard to to grasp if he's good or not. Um, I have no idea. Um, Half of that has to do with last year's offensive game plan and had half had to do with an absolute garbage offensive line. Um, But the bears have completely overhauled their coaching staff. Um, They got a new GM. Um, They are going to have a completely different approach offensively. Um, It's going to be more of a run first, which is going to open up, Justin Fields for more play action, um, getting him rolling out in open field, um, and he's going to have a ton of quarterback rushing yards. Think, think, little Lamar, little Lamar Jackson. Um, the offensive line I don't think is going to be as bad as predicted. 
Um, I think it'll be considerably better than last season. Uh, they made additions, um, Riley Reef, uh, Michael Schofield, Lucas Patrick, along with uh, they hit. It's, it looks like they may have hit on a fifth rounder in Braxton Jones. Um, it's just going to give the offensive line a completely new look um, than last year. Go ahead. Beat me up, guys. Well, he, well, he's a bear, so I don't really need to say too much mm-hmm. more. They, they have – they, they didn't help him. They – all those draft picks that they got and they drafted what no old line help, no wider well, you could say wide receiver help in Velas Jones, but the field is gonna be running for his life back there and just have to I guess we'll see what he's made of. He, he he's good at running the ball, so if he can run the ball and hit Darnell Mooney on a couple and Cole Kmet can step up, then I could did you say top ten? Top ten. Top ten. Garbage points, baby. Yeah. yeah. It could be. There's just a lot of quarterbacks I like that I don't know if top tens be tough, but I could I, I could see it. It's bold. I can't see it since their number one wide receiver just got hurt and he's out for what eight weeks? Nikhil Harry. Oh, that's true. Oh god. I just... thought you were I thought you found something out about Mooney and I was a panic. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, that's definitely a bold prediction, man. And hey, it... That's another one I just can't really argue with because I'm big into garbage points and they're going to be down. I mean, the Bears just, sorry, Jake, they're just not going to be very good this year. They're not. They're not. You know, um, they're, as a I, I like their, their I'm future. I'm looking for is Justin Fields to make progression for the next years. I yep. understand that they're going to be a four win team. Right. And they don't have Matt Nagy leading the way either. So I, th- I think his outcome is going to be much better. QB 10. That's a stretch, but I'm not saying it can't happen. I mean, okay. I th- question for you guys: yep. Since you guys b- both brought up Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence, and they're number 17 and 18 in the quarterback rankings, who's going to finish higher this year? I'll take. Well, I already. I'm saying think, Fields, you know, and I'm um, he's saying Lawrence. So yeah, well, based off of our bold predictions, kind of. yeah. Eric, what do you be the tiebreaker? I would go Fields just because of the rushing. Um. Trevor Lawrence. I'm not a believer in Trevor Lawrence yet. I haven't seen anything I like, but Urban Meyer also threw me off there. So with a new coach, I think Doug Peterson will be good for him. We'll see what he he can do this year with some more weapons. Christian Kirk season. Well, maybe maybe it'll be uh, eight and nine. Maybe they'll finish eight and nine. Yeah. Yeah, Both be right. Yeah. All right, guys. You ready for me to end this? thing yes sir all right so my final bold, bold prediction is strictly about Derek's megaball do you guys know what the most common name is in the Derek megaball uh, jake 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 you have an answer hmm tyler jake you are killing it today it is tyler there are <sighs> nine tylers that play in the Derek megaball <laughs> Do you know who won season two of the Derek Megaball? I'm going to say Tyler or something. A person named Tyler, Tyler Carl, is actually the winner of season two. So my prediction is the season three winner of the Derek Megaball will not be named Tyler. I have a 93% of chance of this being correct, by the way. So yes, Tyler Timmerman, a guy that emailed me because I took a shot at him last week. I'm taking another shot at you, dude. 
Yes, this means we will have a new champion crown this year. I'm not by any means saying if your name is Tyler, you're not going to do well this upcoming season. I'm just saying you're not going to win. I don't, I should say, I should have threw it. If your name is Jake too, I don't think you're going to win either, especially when you have a take like, I don't know, Justin Fields as a quarterback 10, but that is my bold prediction, guys. What do you think? <laughs> I think that's really bold. You have a 93% chance of being right. That is oh, it's bold, super man. Bold. It's super bold, Derek. That is bold. I even thought about saying, if your name is Derek, you have a chance of winning this year because there's only two Derek's in the league. That would be one of those stupid bold predictions again, though. <laughs> I just wanted to get some Tyler's riled up. I know a lot of Tyler's in this league, and I thought this would be a fun way to get some of our listeners. That's a lot of Tyler's in the league. Nine that, of is them. A, that is a lot of Tyler's. Well, that is our five bold predictions. I'm kind of waiting to hear back from our listeners what they think of us, how stupid they definitely think I am. But we try to go out there and make it fun for everybody to listen to just give you something a little different than what you guys might read on the internet. Before we end, we have three questions in the listener mailbag. Boys, the first question, the Bills, Bucks, Chiefs, Rams, and Packers are the five favorites to win the Super Bowl right now. If you had to pick one team not to make the playoffs, which team would you pick? I said the Bills, the Bucks, the Chiefs, the Rams, and the Packers. Which team do you predict out of those five would not make the playoffs? Mine's pretty close, but I'm going to have to – this is a struggle, but say the Chiefs. I think with the way that their division is, I could – the Broncos are going to be better. The Raiders should be better. The uh, – oh, my God, I about called them the Clippers. The Chargers should be really good. So seeing the Chiefs finish last in their division, is that really that surprising? And they have the hardest schedule. And they have the heart, yeah. Jake, so I, I so I'm gonna I'm gonna say the Rams, um, based off kind of a similar thing. Like here, here's here's some of the the games that the Rams have. They play Buffalo. They play Arizona twice. They play Dallas, which could be they could be okay. San Francisco twice. Tampa Bay, Kansas City, Green Bay, Denver, and the Chargers. That's a tough schedule. I'm gonna say the Rams don't make make it. Especially having um, some good teams in their in their division. Yeah, and I, I agree with both of you guys. I think it's down to two teams: the Chiefs and the Rams. I think the Bills they should walk through their division, depending on what the Dolphins do. The Bucks, other than the Saints, their division is poor. The Packers, maybe the Vikings will improve this year. Maybe the Lions will improve this year. Two wins are guaranteed against the Bears. So Chiefs, Rams, but my prediction is the Chiefs. I just think their division is just too tough. I, I mean, there's four potential teams that can make the playoffs in that division. That is how good that division is. So You know, the listeners aren't going to like to hear this because a lot of them are probably Packer fans. But could you see that? I mean, isn't it kind of realistic the Packers could finish third in their division if the Lions take a big step forward and the Vikings are, have a pretty damn good offense? They still have the best quarterback in the division. I think that they do, but who's he throwing it to? The Packers yeah, but we've is, we've seen this with decent too. We've seen this with when uh Devontae Adams past couple of seasons went down. He finally spreads the ball around the field, looks at other wide receivers, and I actually think he plays better when he's not con he wasn't constantly looking at Devontae Adams. I think their run game's gonna be good. I mean their offensive line is still banged up, but if they 
come back and return. Their defense is, I think, pretty solid. I mean, yes, I mean I'm not, I'm not going to argue with it. Could, I'm just saying. Could, could it happen? Yes, definitely. But I definitely think the Chiefs and the Rams are the better bet. All right, guys. Question number two. Christian McCaffrey, over under, 13 games played this year. I'm going to go under. Um, and the reason why is I think what makes him really good is also the reason why he gets hurt. Um, he, he does a lot of cutting and he get, but it, it's not, it's all has to do with some people get injured more than other people. And I just, I don't think he's going to make it past 13 games this season. I think the odds say, obviously to take the under on this, but I'm going to go with the over. I think the coaching staff and the trainers have obviously seen he's been hurt so much this last two years that they're taking the right approach now and giving him more days off instead of practicing and going full speed every day. And, and yeah, maybe he doesn't get 25 or 30 touches a game now. Maybe he'll only get 20. But I think I'm going to say he he stays healthy for 15 or 16 of them. Well, you better because you're going to be taking him number one overall. I did not say that. That did not come out of my mouth. I'm going to take a risk here and say over. Um, the soft tissue injury is just – that's a big concern because I feel like, you know, if you're constantly hurting your hamstring, it just, some people are just more vulnerable than others. Um, it, at first, it sounded like they were going to take the workload off him during the season, but Matt Rule just said recently that they're going to give him the ball. They want the ball or they want to run through Christian McCaffrey. So, you know, as a guy that I'm looking at taking at number two and not saying I'm going to, if I do end up taking him, he better play over the 13 games. But if I do go a different route, then I don't really give a crap. <laughs> right. All right. Question number three, final question. What do you do to make sure people pay in this league? And what is the consequences for someone that doesn't pay? It's actually a very good question. So the rule for this season is you must be paid before the start of week one. If you are not paid before that Thursday night game that kicks off the NFL, I will lock you out of your team and make sure your worst players are started. The press couple of years I've had, you know, two, three, four guys that just don't pay. And, you know, a lot of people in this mega bowl, I, I don't know personally. So I, tr I constantly try to email them because that's my only connection to this person. They just don't respond. So this year, rather than trying to get it last minute, I want everybody, everybody must pay by week one. And the consequences is pretty simple. If you don't pay, you are banned from the league. So I have a list of, I think there's eight guys total that are on this list that are no longer invited back or allowed to pay for, or not pay, but not invited back to play uh, for any future makeable. Isn't that kind of... Isn't that kind of hypocritical um, based off of your strategy for fantasy leagues? Just hey, wait and see if you make the playoffs. And, <laughs> and, and I didn't make the playoffs okay. and I paid. And there were, you know, if there was a good commissioner running that league, they would have made sure I paid. I mean, right? I'm not going to come wake you up from a dead so everyone, sleep. We drafted back in March, Derek. So okay. everyone listening, um, we are all three in the same fantasy baseball league and the playoffs start. This, next week this tomorrow on tomorrow they start tomorrow and Derek was in the running for uh for the playoffs and had still not paid only one 
Am I was I really the only one that hadn't paid? Yes. Wow. I I really like to have that honor. It was kind of good to make you guys wait and sweat it out, but hey. I was kind of hoping that you'd make the playoffs and then I was going to lock you out of your team and make you all your worst guys and then you'd win nothing. It's the rule. It's the rule. Yep. Yeah. Well, my team shit the bed this week and I am officially done in fantasy baseball. So yep. you're talking to your new division winner right here. <laughs> <laughs> Me? Me. Oh, oh, oh yeah, your division, your division. I thought you meant the fantasy football, fantasy baseball winner. All now, right, if, you, if you're going to get in a fantasy league, just pay your league fees. And right, this league is cheap, so yeah, it's, it's not hard to do. It's not hard. I've sent you I tried demo. to pay on Friday, but you couldn't break a 100. Sorry, man. Try has cash on them anymore. But that's it for episode three of the Derek's Makeable podcast. Thank you to all that have listened and provided feedback so far. Next week, we'll look to bring a few Makeables on here. So if you're interested in joining, let us know. Send us your weekly mailbag questions, and we'll do our very best to answer your questions. From Jake, Eric, and I, have a great week. And as a wise man once said, where do your mother? See ya. Mm-hmm.